This episode is brought to you by CC's Loving Care, caring for the ones you love. This is Money Talks with TJ Howe from Triple H Financial. So when we say we help create and preserve your legacy, we're helping do a little pre-planning. If you plan, you make the decision. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, TJ provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Retirement made easy. Let us show you how. And now here is Money Talks with TJ Howe. Good afternoon, Tucson, and welcome to another episode of Money Talks with me, your host, TJ Howe. And uh, I am excited as all heck right now because I have a special guest that uh, I've been begging and pleading to come on my show for quite some time, and she finally agreed. Dear friend and good client of mine, but also one of the top real estate agents in all of the Tucson and Vail and Southern Arizona region, I was able to convince her to come on. So today we're going to take a little break. We're still talking financial planning, but we're going to focus on some real estate topics today. But just let me jump right into it and let's uh, have my guest uh, introduce herself. But again, I want to welcome aboard Monica uh, Itigoyen. That's Monica Itigoyen with Real Estate Executives in Tucson, Arizona. Monica, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks, TJ. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic. So how's life been? Are you uh, give the give the listeners a little background about yourself? How long you been in town? What you know, give us some of your background. Well, a little background about me is that I've had my license since 2002 in the state of Arizona. And uh, I purchased my first real estate when I was really young um, in 1984. And um, I've been um, buying and selling real estate ever since then. I'm a native Tucsonan and um, I was um, raised and born in the west side of Tucson, lived in Vail for about 12 years. And right now I'm on the east side of Tucson and I love it here. Excellent. Excellent. So Monica, uh, let's jump right into it. So um, I'm going to ask you the first question here. Why should a buyer or seller use a real estate agent? Because I know I get that a lot of times. What? Why do I want to pay that commission to that darn agent? You know, why can't I sell by myself? So t- talk to the listeners. What What's what was important about having a, a real estate agent on your side? Well, one reason I think it's real important on using a real estate agent is because the real estate agent does this all the time. So they're very knowledgeable about the real estate process, whether you're a buyer or seller. And also, too, um, they're licensed in the state of Arizona, so they're knowledgeable about our state's rules and regulations and what you can and can't do during the real estate process to keep you in compliant with the real estate process. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, i got another quick question for you. How- How's the market in Tucson been? What's going on with the market in Tucson? You know, currently, because um, today, you know, when we're recording this, it's the beginning of April. So um, if you look at MLS as of today, we don't have the stats ending March 2019. However, we do have the stats ending February 2019. And I can tell you um, the short answer of that is it depends. It depends if you're a buyer, seller, investor, so what if you're a, trying a builder. To sell? What if you're selling? Well, if you're selling, um, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of give you some of the statistics that were, are out there that ended uh, February of 2019. Okay. Um, overall, you know, we do need more listings 
listings out there, but I will tell you that the average sale price um, ending February of 2019 is about 259000 The average list price ending February 2019 is 265000 um, The total units sold is 1035 uh, the new listings ha- is 171702 and um, that was actually a decrease believe it or not from January which was 2168 it was a 21% decrease wow. and the total active listings is 3093 so we're used to having them up to about 5000 6000 so we're quite low in that area um, and the average days on the market now again this can depend on where your subdivision that you're selling is um, or the area but the average day on the market right now is showing 48 days okay so I, m- leads me to my next question which would be this would be uh, what should a buyer do to prepare before buying a home give us some idea if, if you're a buyer out there and you're thinking about hiring Monica what what are some things that they should be kind of thinking about doing well, the first thing they should do if they're a buyer is they should go ahead and um, go ahead and get their paperwork together and be sure that they um, have all their bills up to date, um, get their credit scores up. Lenders like to see about 640 on the credit score. However, they can close you with lower credit scores. However, um, your interest rate may be lower, um, but you can get a better interest rate at 640 or higher. Um, the other thing is that they should do is talk to a lender. And if they don't know a good lender, have them give me a call at 520-471-4711. I'll be happy to refer them to a good can, lender. Can we have that number one more time, please? It's 520-471-4711. Perfect. And the other thing is um, to to if they're planning on buying a home, don't do any big expenses. Wait till after the home closes because you don't <laughs> lenders don't want to um, see a huge expense all of a sudden because they could bring your scores don't down. Don't go buy a car. That's right. Don't or, buy a car or big appliances or furniture. Right. Exactly. Which leads me to my next question, which is what should a seller do to prepare before selling a home if they're going to work with you? What's what do you want your sellers to be doing? Well, so sellers are a little bit different. Um, First of all, what the sellers want to do is they want to get the person inside the home. And so if the person drives by their home and it doesn't look very appealing, I've had, you know, buyers that just say, we'll pass on this one and I couldn't even get them in the home. So you want to go ahead and have nice curb appeal, um, get the weeds cleaned out of the front yard, especially after the rains and especially when we have monsoon season here, they pop up right away. So clean up the front yard, um, have nice curb appeal. If your house needs some painting, maybe freshen it up a little bit um, so that it looks nice and inviting so that they will come in this inside the house. And the other thing that the sellers can do is they can go ahead and uh, start clearing out some of the clutter. If um, you don't know when your house is going to sell, but I would just get a box and start putting stuff on there, especially personal items. Um, take them off the wall, start putting them in the box and things that you're not going to use for the next six months. And the most important thing that the seller can do is to check certain items for example the roof the electrical um hopefully there's no mold the ac and the plumbing because those are the big deal busters if there's going to be a a issue during the inspection period and it's one of those issues they sometimes can be expensive and those are the big deal busters so this is just a side note but i want to ask why is it that most real estate agents like us to declutter our homes like what what is it about the declutter because you don't want a buyer going into your house and then they, you know, it's 
you don't want them looking at all your personal stuff. You want them to imagine their own personal stuff oh, on there. You don't want them to see that you have a, a, a collection of thimbles or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Hey, uh, excellent. We're, we're, this is good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, you're learning some good stuff. So, uh, let's, let me think about what, Oh, Oh, okay. So let me ask Monica this question, Monica, what areas do you focus on in your, in your practice, in your real estate practice? What, what areas do you sell? Um, well, I actually sell all over Southern Arizona and um, I have a team together. So we sell all over Southern Arizona. However, we can sell all over the United States. Also, uh, we work with other agents that know those areas better. So if, for example, if you know someone that's in another state or even another country, we can actually set them up with the real estate agent over there, too. Why would someone want to use you as a real estate agent versus another agent in town? Because, you know, there's a lot of agents. So give us some give us some thoughts. What 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 do you do that's a little different? Well, for one thing, I'm experienced. I've been doing this since 2002, like I said earlier. And um, also, too, I um, I've been buying and selling my own real estate investment since 1984 and I'm knowledgeable about the Tucson area. Like I said earlier, I'm a native Tucsonan. Um, I know the Tucson area very well, and um, I know the buying and selling process very well. And I'm honest and I'm trustworthy. If I feel like there's something that um, is unethical, I would rather walk away from the deal and not do it at all. And also, um, what's real important is I'm also involved with the investment and investor community here. Um, I do have um, a, a group that I host over at my at my office at the Realty Execs office. And what we do is um, sometimes I may have a buyer that um, you know wants to buy, but for whatever reason, maybe they they have a you know they make money they can pay their bill but they just can't purchase because maybe they have some strikes on their loan and they just can't get a home but they want to i have some investors that can go ahead and help them with maybe doing a, a option to buy or option to own um and they can maybe go that route where um i don't really focus so much on that but i can refer them to one and then on the selling end i mean if I, if it's a listing sometimes after we do the numbers and after i sit down with the seller and we see what they're going to net um, you know and sometimes if that uh, doesn't work out for them I also have investors that can go ahead and may be able to help them um, so that if there's not enough equity for me to help them the investors can sometimes go ahead and help them um, you know with that so okay. so that very, would be the reason very good very good very good excellent news now I, I got to ask uh, here on uh, this is a great question but uh, a lot of people want to know, do we as business owners give back to our community? So I'm going to ask, tell, tell me a little bit. I know you and I have talked about this privately, but tell, the, tell our listenership a little bit about, uh, do you give back to the community and, and how? What do you do? Some of the things you do. Yes, I do. And I think it's very important that if you can give back to the community to do so. Um, at Realty Executives, what we do is after every closing, whether it's a buyer or a seller, I do contribute after every closing to the Ronald McDonald House. Oh, and awesome. what they do is um, they go ahead and support families that have children that have cancer and that are getting treatments here in Tucson. And, um, you know, they need hotels, they need some place to stay. Well, the Ronald McDonald House actually provides those rooms for them. Wow. And, um, and I help fund that. Uh, the other thing I do is I also work with veterans. Um, I personally have um, multifamily, uh, I have a triplex and I try to um, work with some of the organizations to go ahead and get veterans into 
um, some of my units when they're vacant. And, uh, and I do that, you know, I think that's important also too. My dad was, um, he was air force oh, and he was actually, um, he used to travel a lot with the, with the Marines, but he was air force cause he used to work on the generators, but I just feel it's just a way for me to give back. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is we have one of our agents is very involved with the softball community in the Tucson area. And every once in a while, um, somebody, you know, in need needs help and they'll do fundraising softball tournament events and the money they raise from that, they'll give to that person oh awesome good to know so uh keep that in mind for all of those of you out there that uh need help uh in the community uh, uh just reach out to monica and and tell us again what your telephone number is monica it's 520-471-4711 let's let's uh, let me ask you another quick question here monica what about um what what real estate groups are you involved with here in tucson well, currently I have the, the investment group um, that I've been doing for about five years okay. with one of my investors, and that's the fourth Tuesday of every month. It's over at the Realty Executive Office over um, at 6444 East Tanka Verde from 6 to 8. Anybody is welcome to come to Give that. Give that address one more time. It's 6444 East Tanka Verde. And it's um, the Realty Executive Office, and it's from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., and anyone is welcome to come. And um, that particular investment meeting kind of goes over um, fix and flips, fix and holds, um, option to buys, um, creative financing, finding distressed property. That's what that group is um, about and some of the the topics they go over. The other one that I just started, I'm really excited about, um, about six months ago, is a women's group. And it's called WOW, and it stands for Women Helping Other Women. And it is an investment group. It doesn't matter what level of investment that you are. However, I created this group because I noticed in the other investment group, um, the women don't talk much. And and I know women talk. <laughs> and so, so I created this group. And this one, I would like to invite um, the women to. It's the um, third Tuesday of the month. And it's from 6 to 8. And it's the same location, 6444 East Tank at the Realty Executive Office. And this one actually goes over um, some different real estate topics, not just the fix and flips and buy and holds. It does go over um, financing with notes. Um, You can be on either side of that. You can be the one doing the financing or you can be the one that needs financing for a project. And it also goes into setting up your LLCs and trusts. We had... um, we have a lawyer that comes in and discusses that. And then um, a business plan, how to set up a business plan, how to market your business, uh, managing multifamily. So it goes over a few different topics, um, setting up Airbnb. Uh, there's It's still real estate related, but a little bit different topics than what the other class is like. And of course, I can't discriminate so um any men are welcome to come if you like um you know or if you would like to you know send your significant others your daughter your mom um you know they're welcome to come too excellent and on that note let's take one more quick break and we will be right back to discuss we're going to combine the last uh, segment of the show with uh a, a topic near and dear to my heart, which is helping you generate guaranteed income. And we're going to incorporate Monica and her real estate knowledge into that philosophy about buying and holding rental properties. We're going to get into that. So be right back. Uh, sit tight and we'll see you in just a moment. Hi there. If you're looking for that extra something special for your loved one, if you have a parent 
who is in need of some TLC and you have a full-time occupation or just don't have time to get away from your family, pick up the phone now and call CC's Loving Care. Give us a call now at 520-440-5160. Again, that's 520-440-5160 to get a quote on care for your loved one or family member that may be in need of some TLC from recuperating in an accident or they're just getting older and need someone to help with meals or lighthouse cleaning or just some company. Either way, give CC's Loving Care a call. We'll be there when you need us. Welcome back to our last segment of Money Talks with me, TJ Howe, your host, and our special guest today, Monica Itagoyan with Real Estate Executives here in Tucson. My good friend, and by the way, she is a client. Got to tell you, she is a client. And the funny, quick backstory, she came to, you guys all know I do workshops, okay? I do about two twice a month, every two weeks. And about three years ago, at my very first one in Vail, she came. <laughs> and with her daughter to listen to some ideas I was sharing at the time. I'm not doing that seminar anymore, but anyway, for what's worth, it went well enough that she came made an appointment and became a client of mine. So that's how we became good friends. So it's, it, I love doing business with clients because it's just fantastic. So anyway, but I'm going to, we're going to turn our attention these last uh, uh, 10 minutes or so. We're going to turn our attention to what I do, financial planning, financial advising. And remember, let me remind you guys as a safe money advisor, yes, I'm a financial advisor, but I'm a safe money advisor specializing in creating retirement income plans. Okay. So I specialize in creating retirement income plans. So with that in mind, we're going to talk to Monica today about how you and I don't have to just have all our money tied up in the stock market uh, stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, annuities, insurance products, we can expand that to real estate to incorporate uh, some real estate to build some retirement income. So with that said, I'm going to turn to Monica and she and I both have some, so I'm going to pick her brain a little bit. But uh, Monica, talk to us about uh, why would someone want to consider having some real estate in their retirement portfolio? What's the thought process behind that? Well, it's residual income, you know, and, um, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day and we still need time to sleep and to eat, you know, yes. and, and we all want to have our lives and time with our family. And plus then we work. So um, it is residual income. Some people, um, you know, think that it's going to be more of a headache because they, they don't want to do the management part of it and they don't have to. There's um, property managers out there that will go ahead and help you out and I can go ahead and connect you with some if that's the case, but it's basically um, residual income and bringing in residual income and bringing in another stream of income into your accounts. And that's huge, ladies and gentlemen, because what is the biggest stumbling block in retirement? It's usually we're all on a fixed income, right? We've got our social security. Some of you lucky sons of guns are going to get a pension. Uh, not the rest of us, but some of you retired military. God bless you for your service. Those of you that worked for the federal government, state government, local government, uh, were an educator, are an educator, administrator, somewhere in that range. Uh, but for the rest of us, we're really going to rely on Social Security and, and what we've saved in our own nest egg. So I know I personally own some rental property. Now, my my reasons were a little bit unique in that when I bought my rental properties, I own three individual homes, three single family homes. 
But the reason I bought those is I have three daughters, Heather, Holly, and Haley. So I bought mine so that I I would guarantee each of my children would have at least a starter home to to use uh, when they got married and start having their own family. Now, none of them live in town anymore, so that's gone out the window. But I know I own them so that some point in my near future, all my mortgages will be paid for, and they'll be able to produce a pretty substantial extra little chunk of income every month on top of my social security and so forth. And I know Monica, you own some too, don't you? So what, what brought you into that world? What got you in buying for yourself in a rental property? Yes. For, um, actually, you know, a little background about me. I mean, for the longest time, I, I actually, um, I had actually had a few strikes on my credit, so I had to rent for a while. And as soon as I was able to get my credit together and um, build up my real estate portfolio, I went ahead and started doing that with the multifamily unit. And the idea was for me to um, live in one unit and then rent out the other two. I had a triplex. So um, indirectly, the... um, you know, the other two units were actually helped me pay the mortgage on there. So if you want to look at it as, as being able to, you know, um, live in that unit for free, indirectly, I was able to do that. I mean, I still had the upkeeping and the care of it and everything that I had to do. Uh, and I went ahead and, um, you know, got those things done. Plus, I also have a couple of um, single family homes, too. You know, and so I so I first started getting into it because I wanted to bring in another stream of income. Plus, I wanted to um, go ahead and build my real estate portfolio by not just by myself having to build it, but also having um, renters contribute to that. And in the end, it's still my property, you know, or my LLC, depending on which name it's under. And um, and in the end, when I go to sell that, I'll go ahead and and be able to um, keep the equity that um, that uh, other people have helped me contribute towards it. Exactly. And I got to ask you a quick question. Uh, do you have a preference? Because you mentioned you have a multi-unit uh, property, a triplex, plus two individual homes. So let me ask you this question. And I'm asking for myself, and I hope I'm asking for all my listeners out there too. But what, what would you, as a real estate expert, what would you recommend if someone says, okay, I do want to get into the rental income game. Would you recommend a multi-unit complex over single family homes? And, and if so, why? What, what are your thoughts on that? So, and how big would you go? Like if someone had enough money, would you recommend a 10 plex or would you say, no, no, let's just go buy a couple of quad plexes or something. So give me your thoughts on multi-unit versus single unit. What do you think about what the difference there? Well, the, the short answer is it depends. It depends <laughs> on, um, you know, what the client um, wants to do and really what their situation is. I really didn't have much of a choice um, because I, um, you know, I, I had a real estate portfolio and, and you know, unfortunately, um, you know, some things happen and I didn't have anything anymore. And then I had to rebuild it from scratch again. But I learned a lot um, from all of that. And so have doing that, I was a little bit, I'm a lot more conservative this time around that I'm building my real estate portfolio. And so for me at that time, it just worked better for me to do the multifamily because I knew in the back of my head, if um, I had um, one unit that was vacant, I knew that the other two units would cover the mortgage. So I had that you know, security there. Um, other people, you know, would prefer to just go ahead and get a single family resident um, and go ahead and rent that out. And that's fine also too. 
you know, they can go ahead and do that. Um, sometimes they feel they might get, um, you know, um, better, quality. better better quality of tenants, um, you know, and so so they prefer to go ahead and do that. Either way, you know, it. Um, and then the other thing is I do manage my own um, only because I do have someone on my real estate team that is very. Her uh, significant other. Yeah, he's a very good handyman. And go so, Patrick. yeah, <laughs> so um and and so he does help out in it. But if I if I didn't have him around, I would have to go ahead and hire someone, or I would have to go ahead and get a property management company. And I know on that note, I also manage my own properties as well. And again, it's an individual it's an individual decision for everybody. But if you just are maybe older, don't want the hassle, you've got the cash and you don't want the hassle, I might suggest you do think about a management company just so you're not bothered with the fixing up of the said property. But in our case, both in Monica and my case, you know, we're young enough and strong enough. We can handle some of the painting and, you know, the usual things. And and she's got her partner that can do the more uh, uh, detailed things. And I'll hire folks that I know to do the plumbing or electricity and stuff like that. So uh, we've, it's just a personal decision. But having said that, the reason I asked her that question is I own three individual homes and Granted, I didn't really plan on owning three individual homes. I just sort of, it happened that way. I bailed the brother-in-law out and had to take on an extra one or two. But but having said that, I think I would be more inclined, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm giving you my recommendation. I would be more inclined to probably look for a multi-unit complex for exactly the reason she just said. So she just said it. If one unit and you had a tri- triplex or a quadplex, okay? So we're, we're still keeping it small. We're not, we're not going too big here, but if you had a triplex or a quadplex, if one of those units is vacant, your mortgage is probably still being pretty much covered from the other two or three units. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing I want to point out too, is that we are talking about residential. So when you're dealing with multi-unit properties, if it's four or less, so we're talking about um, single family resident, a duplex, which would be two or a triplex, which would be three or a fourplex. Um, once you get beyond a fourplex, um, five and over units, then you're, you go into commercial. And once you do that, then you're looking at commercial loans, which are really different than residential loans. So, the whole ballgame changes. Yeah, it, it changes there. So yeah. right, so five or more units. Believe it or not, again, we're at the end of another wonderful show. I'm looking at my clock going, uh-oh, we're just out of time. So again, I'm going to ask uh, Monica to give her contact information. Give us, so real quick, Monica, give us your telephone number. Give us your uh, website information and, and just how people can get a hold of you. One more time. Okay, so again, it's Monica Edigoyen, and my phone number is 520-471-4711. Again, 520-471-4711. My um, email address is monica.azproperties, and that's pluralproperties at gmail.com. And my website is azpropertiesteam.com azpropertiesteam.com. I love it. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. We've enjoyed having our uh, wonderful guest on today. And of course, if you want to reach me for whatever reason, you certainly can by calling 520-977-5297. Again, that's 520-977-5297. Last piece of information, our next workshop, uh, Social Security workshop will be held 
April 25th, which is Thursday evening, 6.30 p.m. at the 49ers Country Club out east, 12,000 East Tankaverde Road. That's 49er Country Club in their brand new big rec room. And it's Thursday, the 25th of April at 6.30 p.m. We hope to see all of you there. Until next time, God bless and over and out. Thank you for listening to Money Talks with T.J. Howe. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact T.J. Howe at Triple H Financial. Call 520-977-5297 or visit their website at triplehfinancial.com. T.J. Howe and Triple H Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 